so this is the EI Mastery. Let's go ahead and get comfortable. I will be working on you as we speak, or as I speak, and I'll be answering a lot of the questions on the MOS mechanics. So what are the MOS mechanics? I'm going to read you the lecture description, and then we'll just jump into the questions because there's a lot of questions. I'll try to get through all of them. There's a lot of good questions. I didn't know which one to weed out. So uh, if, if we need be, uh, we might do a part two. The lecture description on Moss mechanics is, uh, what is it that Moss sees when he taps into us? Why does he see one thing at one time? Then something completely different the next. Uh, what is happening when he snaps, moves his fingers, or breathes out sharply? How does Moss's abilities work? If you are riddled with curiosity about Moss's transformational process, if you're fascinated by this mysterious and amazing gift, uh, now is your chance to find out everything you've wanted to know. And then, again, these are all the questions that you've wrote in. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the questions and, uh, and understand, say, the mechanics of my abilities. A lot of the questions, well, actually, all of the questions I haven't uh, taken a look at. In case, um, just starting out, uh, if you ask me a question, if, you, if I see you, whether in person or over the phone or, or through somebody, uh, if they ask me something about you, for example, uh, I tap into, say, that universal database, and then I grab the answer. Okay. I can pretty much tap into anybody, living, dead, alien, or any other form, and see what they're like. Uh, and again, these aren't completely, these aren't strictly my abilities, okay? Depending on the level that you open up to, the level of understanding that you are aware, uh, and you can maintain that level, then these are same abilities that everybody else has. The key is, is having access to those higher and higher and higher realms. All right. Uh, one thing to note as well, some people get, actually get scared of my abilities because I know you more than, well, you would. Uh, I know all the backgrounds. Uh, some of us try to keep this facade, a lot of secrets, right? Thinking that, well, in society, uh, you know, if we keep these secrets, nobody will never know. You know, these are privileged information. Uh, it's really not. Uh, in the spirit realm, it's uh, very, very different. Uh, as you ascend higher, you become more transparent. You not only become more transparent, but then everybody else becomes more transparent as well. So sometimes, again, my abilities scare scare individuals, uh, and they don't they don't have sessions with me, which is totally fine. Uh, it is their prerogative. Uh, one thing to note uh, about that, too, is the level of abilities or the level of access that you have granted to, okay? Just like any other administrator, you know, a uh, computer administrator, for example. You know, a computer administrator at the bank has uh, access to all your bank information, right? Or at a hospital, have access to all your uh, health records and so on. It's not that uh, they would go out and divulge it. Right? There's a trust in there. Somebody's got to be trusted. Uh, so the higher you go, obviously the purer you are, uh, the more integrity you have, and then that's how you gain trust to access people's information. So I'm not going to go out there and like sell your information, uh, use you for your, you know, uh, to control you or anything like that. So that's step one. So here we go with your questions. And just note, uh, I am going to be working on you as 
as we go through this call. All right, so just kick back, relax. Some of the concepts you might not understand because at the level that you're at, okay? It is what it is. But as you ascend higher, and even if you do think that you understand it, uh, as your, say, uh, spiritual intelligence opens up, okay, uh, the knowledge, obviously very different. You see it from a very different perspective. So the knowledge that I have or I can tap into, just like you guys can, uh, is timeless knowledge. Uh, this knowledge never gets outdated, right? Uh, this knowledge has always, uh, always been available since we well, were created or since the dawn of time. Uh, it, never, it never gets old. It's the same knowledge that was there a million years ago, a billion years ago, uh, or a million years into the future, a billion years into the future. Again, it's the same construct, okay? Although the physical knowledge that integrates with it obviously changes. So jumping into your questions, describe what, how you see someone's timeline. Sure, I see your timeline. Well, where you are at your zero point, okay? Uh, that's where you are right now, your present moment, uh, and then to the left of you. So whenever I go tap into you, it's always to the left of you, okay? And then to the left of you is your history all the way back to the origination of time. And then to the right of you is your uh, future. So if I access your right, I can see your future possibilities. And the way that works, guys, you know, the way psychics work is that, say, that since they're stuck in physical time, okay, or a physical dimension, uh, they actually see uh, what future is available directly to the right. Okay, again, just like Einstein's theories, uh, I think the first law of motion or the second law, an object goes and it tends to go in a straight line unless there's other objects uh, pushing upon it. They're exerting some kind of force. Uh, and that's what they see directly what's in front of them or they have future vision. If you continued on that same path, uh, what I do is I go beyond that and I see, say, multiple realities that you have access to. So those are all the possibilities that you have access to. Uh, I can say shift you into, say, a possibility or another possibility that might not be consciously available to you, but I see that. And that's how I can say shift your future, okay? Uh, along with deleting what's happening for you in the past, uh, giving you, say, more futures or, or more possibilities to look at, okay? So you might have, say, a limited number of possibilities, like three or four, like a lot of you do, or actually less than that, one or two. Uh, once you, say, remove the past filters, uh, then people will have like dozens or hundreds of possibilities that they can have access to. So, so that's how that works. Uh, you often snap, breathe uh, out uh, and move your hands uh, when you work. Are you physically manipulating frequencies with your hands? Uh, yes. Uh, does each movement represent a specific healing tactic? Uh, not necessarily. It's really dependent on you. But the base program, say like hitting enter on a keyboard, right? That's the same. Uh, although, uh, depending on what program you're running, that enter might mean something else. Okay? So it's not a specific tactic. Uh, are these motions necessary? Uh, sometimes for individuals, uh, it is. So when I move my hands, you know, snap or breathe or anything like that, I'm not moving, say, frequencies. I don't move energy uh, along uh, 
uh, th those are physical things. Okay, uh, just to go into detail on that, uh, what happens is that, say for example, uh, you have this program and it's spewing out um, the color yellow. Right? So yellow signifying good or bad, it uh, doesn't matter, an experience that you're experiencing. Okay, uh, what most individuals do or try to do is they try to say, try to force that yellow into another color by putting filters in there, right? Uh, religion, other modalities, medicines, and so on like that. Uh, they put a filter in there, they try to mix or they try to add in, say, another color to change the color yellow. Uh, but all in all, you're still spewing out the color yellow. Okay? What I do. Well, what's spewing out the color yellow? What programs are running that's spewing out the color yellow? Uh, and then what I do is I go in and say edit, in this example, uh, the color yellow into say something that you want or something that's beneficial for you. Right? Uh, and that's why, you know, when, uh, since I don't move energy, uh, you can't get what somebody else is say releasing. That makes sense, because I'm not moving, again, that color yellow around. I'm literally changing the program that creates the color yellow in this example. Okay, So very, very different than most anything uh, that, you, that you've experienced, okay? uh, no matter what it is from what I've seen. And then when I snap my fingers uh, within Say, uh, in the past, I used to use a keyboard and mouse as a programmer. Uh, nowadays, it's more of a three-dimensional language of programming that I use. Uh, a lot of times I see, say, geometric shapes, or in this, I'm sure this is where sacred geometry, uh, geometry uh, got its name. But again, really highly advanced, say, ge uh, geometric type shapes, free-flowing they never say constant. And it's very different for everybody. Okay? Uh, not one geometric shape, uh, say, means the same throughout. Okay? Uh, just like you have an object, you can attach any meaning to it. And this is the key, guys. Uh, if you're learning, uh, say you have you know, a cube, a yellow cube. And then that yellow cube, for one person, meant, you know, that uh, their father loved them because their father gave them the yellow cube. Okay, so you understand that that's a yellow cube, but that that necessarily isn't true for somebody else. That yellow cube for somebody else might be, well, that's how I got abused because that's how I died last time. A yellow cube, say, hit me in the forehead, uh, and then I died. So now that yellow cube denotes well death to you. Right? or getting knocked out in the head. So hopefully that clarifies, uh, again, a certain geometric shape or a certain item does not denote you know, specific things across the board. Okay? It's really, say, dependent on that individual. So that's why you have to go to a much, say, deeper level of how uh, that individual, say, programs run. Okay, so again, the base language of how things work, right? For, uh, or the base alphabet, if you want to talk about that, 
uh, I guess that's a good example. Say the alphabet that somebody uses, right? Or the language that somebody uses uh, to create their life. You have to understand, say, the language that their life has been created by and then the definitions of, well, each alphabet or each character within their alphabet. So, uh, and I do that well, almost instantly for people. So when I snap, uh, it's kind of like an enter symbol. But from what I'm seeing or w what's happening to me now, since I'm getting more, say, accurate or more proficient in what I do, you know, the mechanics, right, of moving my hands or anything like that uh, is becoming less and less needed. Uh, again, uh, I, I am getting more efficient at that. Um, what I do now, I have, say, an intention. And that intention actually, say, shifts people. Uh, just like, say, God or your higher spirit says, you know, be, and it is, right? Um, all the details surrounding whatever was created, when, say, uh, your spirit says be, or God says be, uh, gets created as well. So I'm getting closer and closer to that. Okay. Uh, on the flip side, another say mechanical example is like, say you want to create something. It's like, well, what kind of material should we create it in? What does it do? What's its purpose? You know, what happens in this environment and so on, right? We have to understand all the details surrounding that. Uh, it's a slower, it's a slower process. And then there's a lot of say potholes because we can't obviously fathom all the possibilities, although we try to. So uh, again, going into the higher realms of just saying be for that individual. Uh, and again, much faster uh, transformations uh, and pure transformations too. <sighs> Can you walk us through the exchange of information you see when you tap into somebody? Uh, kind of did that already. Uh, again, I do see your lifeline. Pretty straightforward, uh, well, at least for me. Uh, and, you know, uh, and my accuracy, uh, I think, is very, very accurate, you know, on what I see in individuals. Uh, and, and, and the way that works is that, you know, you see a certain default pattern in people, and then you see what's not resonating properly. Uh, and it's so blatant to me or for me that I really can't miss you know, for example, you know, if you or a car and your wheel is wobbly, you know, your right wheel is wobbly, right front right wheel is wobbly, you can distinctively see that your front right wheel is wobbly. Uh, I can see it to that detail. Uh, it's that obvious for me. Uh, what determines what pops up first? Uh, again, it's nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with your conscious uh, process. For example, a lot of times... People come up to me and go, people come up to me and go, Moss, my back hurts. Uh, but you're really there. Your back is actually what brought you there. Your spirit wants you to, wants to actually work on something else. It's like, yes, uh, let's work on your back. But then, you know, what about, say, the tragic uh, incident that you never got over when you were 12 or 13, right? That's distorting your whole life. So, so that's what pops up first, the most... Uh, or the highest, say, oppressive uh, variable that's distorting you. That's what pops up first for me. Uh, do you see the same basic information for each person? Or do you request specific info uh, that you would like to see? Uh, no, that's really all up to your spirit.
Right? Uh, if you don't like me to see things, obviously most people try to hide things. Uh, again, it doesn't. Uh, like that administrator, I really don't care about your life. Uh, you know, peeking into the secrets of your life, actually, in reality, it's pretty boring for me to see all that stuff. It's pretty mundane. Okay, uh, But the brilliance that you guys have, uh, that is really unbelievable to me that all of you okay, uh, have this brilliance and then that is what, say, uh, entrances me. Uh, it's quite beautiful. Uh, and then that's, well, that's how I change, uh, help you change as well. Do you see the same basic information? So, no, uh, there is no really basic information, you know, but there are certain patterns, obviously, you know, um, let's see. And these are, say, physical patterns. Say some kids uh, or those kids who are autistic, their face is shaped a certain way, right? Like autistic individuals, right? Uh, and you can instantly tell, for example, uh, that, well, they're disconnected between their spirit uh, and their physical form for some reason or another, okay? So that's an obvious, say, knowing, right? Uh, that's obvious at a higher level or uh, for many of you at a subconscious level, you actually see what I see. But again, it's at a subconscious level. Since I've trained myself uh, and through the gifts that I've been given, uh, I see it at a higher level, much, much higher level. And I see things uh, at a conscious level, what you guys see at a subconscious level around people. It's the same communication process uh, that we have when we communicate to people. I'm not going to get into the details on how communication works, but uh, if you've ever noticed, you get treated the same way no matter where you go, right? Even if you are in another country or another planet, right? You'll get treated the same way. Uh, why is that? Even if they don't understand your language. The reason is that they get to see how you're created and you're going, well, treat me lucky, be nice to me. That's what you're resonating. It's like people, even Martians, will treat you nice. Uh, it's really simple as that. So, so anyway, that core frequency that is creating you uh, and that signifies how to communicate with you, uh, I see that uh, at a very apparent level. Uh, does the order of what we ask in an individual uh, session matter or is it the most pressing issue uh, addressed no matter what? Uh, how 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 are issues prioritized? Very simple. Uh, what you ask, uh, I usually don't listen to. Okay, uh, I know that sounds kind of strange. Uh, I mean, I do listen to you, but the most pressing, say, issue, uh, and I don't prioritize. It's usually say one uh, pattern or one frequency that people resonate at that distorts them. Uh, and then I use the fruit tree example. Right? You guys are going, well, my love life is this way. Uh, I need help with my love life. And then second, I want to work on finances. And then the third, I want to work on my you know, left knee and fourth and so on and so on. Uh, I actually see the core level issue of uh, this fruit tree example. So you're going from fruit to fruit to fruit of your life. There's hundreds, if not thousands of different fruits that you have to attend to. Right? Uh, I go to the core or the root or the nutrition that's coming up through the roots of your tree of life.
uh, and then I change. I, I go, well, what ingredient or uh, what nutrition is coming into your tree of life that's uh, making that fruit that you're bearing uh, rotten or spoiled or well, non-edible, right? You change, say, the core frequency or the core nutrition system, and then everything in your life starts to blossom. That's what I call 360 degrees of abundance, right? Uh, if you really look at the situations or if you've had a session with me, uh, you'll see that there's just one general theme and then everything else that you think needs help is actually within, say, that umbrella of that theme. Uh, how does the questions we ask affect what you see? Um, it really doesn't. So you don't even have to ask me questions, but I can tell, and then you can tell uh, the level of awareness that you are. In the beginning, most of you go, Moss, can you work on this? Can you help me with money? Can you help me with this relationship? Uh, and so on and so on. Uh, all the material things that you want, okay? Thinking that that's going to give you pleasure or that's going to satisfy you. Obviously it doesn't, but again, it's nice to have those niceties. Okay? So those things are usually, say, brought in, but as you become awakened, okay, uh, and I see this happen in all those individuals that I've helped awaken, they realize that, you know, they just don't care about the physical niceties. They know that that just gets absorbed into them or it's naturally, say, they're attracted to them automatically. So they don't care much. And then what they do is go, Moss, just work on me. Uh, simple as that. Uh, and what they're looking for now that they've realized it, okay? and I'm not saying, you know, say if you're at a lower level frequency and you need money or you need relationships, I'm not saying that at all, guys. All those things have to be balanced out so you understand the higher levels. Okay. Uh, but when you say, Moss, just work on me, we start to realize or those things get filtered down where you start to see that well, all things come from pure source. So the key or the fastest way to get what you're looking for is how do I connect to pure source even stronger, right? The avenue or that spigot of, say, uh, brilliance or life or abundance, right? We want that uh, to pour on us even more, right? So that's what... Uh, when you get in tune, that's what you want. So how come some of us don't feel moss working on us? Uh, depends on how, say, controlled you are, okay? Or it depends on the level that you're at. So for example, you're at a, a centered level, right? Some of the stuff that you need is minor tweaking. So it's uh, you're not going to feel it as much. But say you're distorted, you're way off, and then I you know, I say transform you or help you transform uh, very rapidly. For, for many individuals, guys, just note this, this is very different. Many individuals take lifetimes to shift uh, what I can help you, say, in some, in some individuals in about five minutes or so. Okay? Uh, so it's really dramatic. Okay? Uh, and that's why well, people have detoxes and will ask, get to that question, I'm sure. Uh, again, it depends on how, say, ascended you are or how distorted you are on whether you feel it or not. Uh, if you are controlled, controlling, scared, right, uh, you have 
like say blankets and blankets and blankets of stuff wrapped around you, well, uh, it takes a little while, uh, a very short while, uh, to unwrap those blankets and then you start feeling, or you start coming into, say, a space, all right? So, so both extremes, uh, this one again, going into who, those of us who don't feel the changes like that, even if we've been working moss for a long time yes uh, again like I said those individuals uh, say like about maybe three to five percent people they don't feel things uh, although if you are aware and most of those individuals hate to say it aren't as aware with their with their reality or are so much in their reality they actually don't see the changes but if you ask your friends they see that you've changed quite a bit so, uh, so either way, uh, but for those individuals, like I said, that has that say blanket wrapped around them from fear, control, controlling, uh, it takes a little while. And then that's why we have to have say consistency or persistency, uh, for those individuals, again, the smaller percentage, uh, whether it takes a year, a year and a half, uh, once it breaks free, it's like an avalanche and then their life changes rather quickly. Once again, that door is unlocked for them. How do you determine where to drill down in more detail? Are you guided? Um, somewhat. It's kind of like, you know, like a detective, right? They find a clue or something, say, for example. Or if I go back and I go, well, you know, what happened to you at 14? And then you go, I don't know. Can't remember. Some of you tried to say, test me. Okay, I can tell uh, that you are or not. Uh, and you go, I don't know. Uh, and then I can say, tap on that uh, screen, basically, and then go, oh, uh, well, it was probably, say, uh, you know, a divorce or, you know, a relationship that didn't work out or, you know, that's when you had, uh, you know, some illness or a car accident or whatever, right? The details show up for me. Take, uh, again, a lot of questions, guys, so we'll probably do a, a second one because these are really really good questions please explain what happens when you duplicate yourself how did you discover you could duplicate your spirit uh, you say we can ask your duplicate questions uh, why do some of us not necessarily receive an answer so we'll cover that and then I think we'll, we'll call it a day okay uh, what happens when you when I duplicate myself uh, basically uh, if you think of a web page you know there's a server that serves up a web page for you. Okay. Basically, that's what I do. Uh, there could be, say, thousands of, say, people accessing the same web page. Okay. And uh, if I'm with you, say, consciously, like, say, in a small group setting or on the phone, uh, I could consciously, say, create a duplicate of how many people that are on the phone. Okay. Uh, some of you who are more aware in a group healing or even meditating on your own, uh, you figured out a way to create a duplicate of me. So you can say uh, summon me in a sense or say serve up or access or log into say my a web page that I'm connected to and me being the server. Many people, just to give you a clear example, even before they've known me, okay, they knew anything about me, uh, they see me in a dream state. They feel my presence around them, uh, and then later on, they go, wow, uh, you know, they see my picture or see my name. It's like, 
that's the guy that was in my dreams. Okay, uh, your spirit, not me, your spirit at a higher level, again, since everything is interrelated or interconnected, uh, connects and knows that I'll be around soon or you're going to come in contact uh, with me soon or I'll be available uh, or I can help you, right? Uh, and then you get, say, that intuition. Simple as that. Uh, just to clarify, guys, I don't come into your dreams. People go, oh, Moss, did you work on me? You came into my dream. I don't consciously. There's, there's thousands of people that can connect with me, and I'm sure they do uh, all over the world. Again, guys, I don't keep track of all that, or I don't. Uh, I, I'm busy enough in the real, in this world, uh, to let alone take time to go, oh, I'm going to go into somebody's dream now. Uh, no, I don't. I don't do that. Uh, nor would I care to. So, so that's how duplicates work. Um, in the beginning, since that server or me has to take, say, conscious awareness, okay? So if you're creating, say, like in a dream state or you're accessing me on your own meditation, on your own time, obviously I don't have, say, a conscious awareness, but at some level, if I was aware enough, I would understand or know, Right? Uh, that you're, say, connecting with me. Just like, say, when somebody thinks of you, right, you get that feeling. I would have that awareness. But since so many people connect with me, obviously I can't be conscious of all of those connections. Uh, but uh, in a small group, you know, or even, say, 50 to, I'm seeing like 75, um, 100 individuals, I can, say, at some level, keep track uh, of that. So, why do some of us not necessarily receive an answer? Because some of the, the answers that you're seeking for are not for you to know. Okay. Uh, and then you can test your connection of the duplicate that's connected uh, that you've created of me. All right. Uh, again, it's not me. Uh, it's your level of awakening or awareness right? uh, on how you create that duplicate. We'll take this last question and then we'll take about 15 minutes before 21 day starts. Okay, guys? Uh, why, in, why in one healing session uh, are you unable to see certain frequencies or spiritual condi uh, conditions, but in a later session uh, you pick up on them? Are we shifting or are we shedding layers at several uh, that reveal more details to you? Yes, exactly. So what happens is that, say you come into me, uh, and you're always running through a paradigm of fear, okay? That's your major theme. I release that layer for you, right? Uh, and then things start to fall apart in your life or you start to, say, disseminate what's happening in your life, right? You come to me again, uh, and I see um, sometimes uh, that, say, you were in fear, but now you're more under control and you want to, say, resolve, say, the inner workings of how or the details of how your life works. So then I can access those patterns as well. So depending on the session, the length of time, right, uh, the thing that's most important to you to, say, ascend higher uh, is what I see. Uh, and again, layer upon layer upon layer, those individuals nowadays who work with me, uh, we get down to, say, the core, deeper level layers uh, pretty quickly. So for example, uh, you know, the, about 80%, 80% of, say, what happens in, in your life, right? A lot of those things can be, say, easily removed uh, by what I do 
right? Uh, but that 20%, the heavier stuff, the stuff that's rusted on or baked, you know, on the bottom of the pan, uh, it takes a while, you know, for you to soak through it, and then it can be scraped off, right? For those people who want to go deeper, then I can help you, say, release the bottom layers for you. So that's why that happens, all right? Uh, so yes, as you shift, sometimes uh, when I read you, uh, I can't go back and go, oh, you're abused, then, right? Uh, it's just because, well, those files have been deleted or those files are grayed out or your propensity or your behavior patterns. Uh, and this is where you get confused, distorted, disoriented, you know, all those things. Uh, I see those files as well. And they're in states of confusion, distortion, reprogramming. So I see them as well. But uh, I can't go back to a time frame that's been deleted because, well, those files aren't there anymore. And that's how you can tell it's like true forgiveness, true deletion. Uh, you're not creating a workaround, right? Uh, many of you, uh, it's like, oh, let's work on your mother. It's like, oh, no, you don't need to because I've worked on that for, you know, like 20 years ago. Or, you know, it took me 20 years to work on that. Uh, well, uh, you didn't really say deleted. You've compressed it or created a workaround around that, say, program that still oozes out whatever it's oozing out, I literally, I, I literally go in and say delete that for you where there's no oozing or shifting or anything like that. Okay, so that's the key difference between what I do and then all the, probably all the other modalities uh, that you've tried, okay, either physical or energetical. So uh, we're going to go... I think that's it. Again, guys, there's tons of questions left. So we'll probably go ahead and do, I'm just going to make a note uh, in this other questions, contracts, talking about contracts, pure source, how to know who's from pure source or not, um, and so on and so on. Again, a lot of good questions. So we'll probably do, say, part two on this, how I work in large groups. So we'll do that uh, as part two. All right, guys. So uh, along with this, if some of the questions, uh, some of the answers that I gave you has prompted more questions, uh, then write in. And then we'll just add that in. Okay, just for more clarification. So uh, thanks for being on the call, guys. Take care. Notice what you notice. Hopefully uh, many of you are in the 21 days. Uh, I believe all of you. Uh, that's how you got access to this. Uh, I will see you in the 21 days uh, in about uh, 12 minutes. Take care. Bye-bye.